Hey. You're listening to Avid Research. Avid Research. Avid Research. An Australian STEM podcast. Where we answer the questions you never quite got around to asking. Welcome back to the show team. My name's Amelia. And today, it's kind of a special episode, I guess. It's just me. Uh, we don't have an amazing interviewee for you today. Um, there's been a couple of technical hitches that have resulted in me being here by myself, just for you. So I thought we'd just have a bit of a catch up, you know, in that very one directional way that a podcast is. And yeah, just have a little bit of a chat because it's been a while since it's been just a little bit of a chat. Firstly, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I have decided to try releasing as according to the Victorian school like timetable schedules so I won't be releasing during Victorian school holidays why because I have just found that going back to a semi-non-lockdown world and trying to also run the podcast and do everything is a little bit too much and I think it'd be too slow if I only released every fortnight so this is just an experiment to see if just taking a couple of weeks off every 11 or 12 weeks or so just makes it a little bit more sustainable and good for everybody so just an fyi there will be gaps in podcast releasing which is probably good because you probably don't need the internalized pressure of feeling like you need to keep up with the podcast gosh that's a terrible terrible thought there's experiments coming down the track uh one of the things that i'm really excited about trying to do is release episodes that are in languages other than English or at least a little bit of a mashup of some different languages and this it turns out is actually a really really difficult thing to do. I'm looking forward to sharing an episode with you where I talk to someone about why it's difficult uh, which is very matter but yeah it's it's not an easy thing to do. I think there's a reason that podcasts haven't done it much in the past but to me it's a really important thing to do because not everyone on the planet speaks English and not everyone in Australia speaks English all the time either. And particularly there's a, there's a lot of families that I know of where multiple languages are spoken at the dinner table. And I personally believe that being exposed to that can be really good for people to feel a bit less alienated or scared when they hear people speaking a language other than English and so if I can communicate that on the podcast that'd be awesome yeah we'll need to work on that one and I am still totally up for people who speak multiple languages coming on the show and having a bit of a chat and doing some different linguistic experiments uh, I unfortunately speak very little of any other language I can say that's a cute dog in Indonesian and I can indicate that I am a foreigner in Norwegian. I'm also fairly good at ordering beers and coffees in various languages if required. Not, not that that's been required at all lately in the last couple of years. But yes, so uh, Avid Research in languages other than English will hopefully be coming your way soon. And I think it'll be just good for all of us to hear something a little bit different. Some of you may be across My Science May, hopefully uh, 
you either caught the episode, maybe you've been keeping an eye on Twitter. It has been going off on Twitter, uh, which is awesome. So My Science May is another science communication uh, challenge on social media with different prompts to encourage scientists to share their stories and research and ideas and all the things that the scientists have. And honestly, it's just, it's not the most heartwarming of times in the world sometimes. And it is just lovely to see all these scientists somewhat take over Twitter uh, to, to tell some wonderful stories. Um, there was some really good, good, good is an underwhelming word. Uh, there were some really nice reflections of people's uh, favourite undergrad subject. That, that was really delightful to see. Uh, people, so many people managed to find photos of them, particularly on field trips from like their first year of uni, uh, which was pretty cool. I really enjoyed seeing that. And possibly one of my favorite ones is, is still going on right now as this is being recorded. It's the 12th of May, 2022. Uh, and it, we've, we're basically given the challenge. Oh, sorry. This challenge is in collaboration with the team at Let's Talk SciComm out of Melbourne Uni, which is very, very awesome. Okay, but our scientists, our scientists as if they're mine, but yes, the scientists at the moment are like asking each other questions. So the prompt was to, to ask a question, obviously that you don't know the answer to, and I've been trying to help like match make questioners and answerers question answerers and the, the range of questions is absolutely fascinating I, I think there's a bit of a uh, misconception out there that scientists if you're a scientist you know everything and I think uh, the perception of that was probably heightened you think about like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory this idea that a scientist just knows everything uh, isn't isn't true and it's really nice to see scientists being open enough about the fact that they don't know everything because nobody does and they're they're asking each other questions and it's it's very fun there was what color was the big bang good question i don't know the answer to that one i made the absolute life changing mistake of asking like where do slugs come from because there's a lot of slugs in my backyard and they're quite annoying and they eat a lot of things and i was sort of I just didn't feel like you ever see baby slugs. Anyhow, uh, very generously was linked to some videos about how slugs reproduce. Yeah, uh, David Attenborough did did some videos and I regret watching that. I now know how slugs reproduce and honestly, I should have been able to guess that it would involve a lot of slime. It involved a lot of slime and now I know that and I can't unknow that. So, yeah, the graphics, like the slime isn't so bad as the graphics. So I'd <laughs> click if you dare. But the generosity of people answering questions, I think, is absolutely lovely. And just the, the curiosity, I just think it's, it's so exciting to see people being genuinely curious about the world. Obviously, there's some spicy ones, like why aren't certain scientific topics... Um, more represented in the current Australian election debates. That's an interesting, very big kind of question. There was a lot of questions about pets. Uh, 
which I guess makes sense because we live with them. And, you know, why do cats gravitate towards squares? I hadn't actually noticed the cats gravitate towards squares. I noticed that they gravitate towards sitting on pieces of paper, but I assumed that was textural. No, it turns out that sitting on a square, even if it's just like tape that's put on carpet, makes cats feel sort of more secure. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You can make a cat feel more secure with a square. Uh, if only it was that easy for humans, right? What else? There's, there was a few questions about food, I guess, because, you know, we all eat. And we, we went on a bit of a deep dive down a rabbit hole to find some of those answers, which was really good fun. We had some, also some bigger questions around science communication, like how to do it better, and particularly how to engage with parliamentarians or people in like policy and government and like people who are in those sort of decision making things and I think for both science and technology that's a really tricky space and a really interesting space and I'm well I'm a little bit disappointed that those questions didn't get answered I guess uh and I guess they haven't because it's hard <laughs> so very interested to see if that discussion goes anywhere, because government and policy, hmm, important spaces for science to play, and tech, very important for tech as well. There was a little little bit of questioning about AI, and you know, if AI like start to write its own code, what happens? That's an interesting sort of space to be thinking in as well. All of these questions are interesting, pretty much, and. I thought that was a really interesting, very tricky one, very, very tricky one about like how to practice saying no and how to sort of like stop people feeling bad when you say no to them and also how to decide what to say no to. And that is a really big question. I think it's a really important question. And judging from the level of interest in responding to it and I guess uh, people who responded to the question say, yes, I would like to know the answer to this one. I think it's a really common problem to have. Um, broadly, I feel like we are kind of conditioned to say yes to things. And we, we do have this huge amount of FOMO. Like if someone provides us with an opportunity, it feels like you're just saying no to it is kind of dangerous because you're missing out on, on an opportunity. And I shared some thoughts that I've personally found useful. And because I've got a podcast, I'm going to share them with you too. So partly, like, obviously there's some really amazing thinkers and communicators in this space. And, like, definitely head over to Brene Brown's kind of work because she's kind of got a finger on the pulse and is actually doing research in this kind of space and things. But... A big part of it is obviously if you say no to someone, you can't control how they feel. There's just nothing you can do to, like, control that. You can control, to some extent, your own emotions. You can't control theirs. That would be really creepy. So all you can do is just sort of, like, deliver it nicely. Uh, unless you really don't like them. 
and you would like to set fire to that bridge, but mostly just like, you know, you're allowed to say no to things. And I think people just need to uh, somehow get the permission for themselves to start saying no to stuff. And I've seen some great examples where people have had like little, little cards, just like a coffee card and you, you stamp it every time that you say no. And when you have said no to X number of things, you get probably a coffee, I guess you'd buy it for yourself though, unfortunately. I think also one of the things that we use in this house a lot is the reminder that if you're saying no to something, nope, got that the wrong way around. If you're saying yes to something, that means you're saying no to something else. And keeping that in mind can actually be really helpful for, I guess, like limiting the blow to yourself of the fact that you've said no to something. And knowing that if you'd said yes, you would have had to give up on whether it's like time for yourself, time to do exercise, time to sleep, or maybe you would have just had to like eat away at another project. I personally find that really helpful. So saying yes to something is no to something else. And and no is not always like, never shall this thing happen. It can also just be, yeah, not right now. So that, that was a little bit of a rant about saying no. I feel like I said something else wise. Oh, yes. It's the, a very tricky one, actually. Uh, it's easier to work out what you should say yes to if you've got a plan. Now, this is something I'm not very good at, but if you've got a plan, you've got your guiding light that you're heading towards. If you know what that is, it's a lot easier to say yes to things that head you in that direction and no to everything else because or other things that would sort of like drag you off like still probably heading forwards but sort of sideways and I think that that's a bit tricky especially if you struggle with setting like quite concrete goals or having that sort of light on the hill that you're going to head towards but if you've got if you've got your goal if you know where you want to go you're going to know things that are so like little vampires that'll pull you off track and if you sort of don't have that, it's very easy to end up doing 12 different things that are completely unrelated. They're all awesome, but they're not working cohesively towards something. And, you know, depending where you're at, that might work and that might be fine. But it's also like, it's a bit risky space to play in when you're doing lots of things that are heading in different directions. Speaking from experience there. Uh... Yeah, it's easier to be like, yeah, do as I say, not as I do, basically. But yes, I would like to really just, based off that Twitter thread, I just really would like to give everyone the permission to start saying no to some things and not to feel this deep moral obligation that you just have to say yes to all the things because there's so much going on, so many people are burnt out and like it's all just a bit exhausting and you're allowed to say no. And just like be a blob on the couch and listen to podcasts and then give them good reviews. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. But I think that's a, I would like to give you permission to say no to some things. Other than that, I would really recommend you check out the My Science May hashtag. Uh, it's mostly going off on Twitter. There is a little bit on Instagram though. Don't think we've had any TikTokers. 
like a TikTok this time. But it's quite a fun space. Uh, if you've got a question for a scientist, it's a really good time to ask a question to a scientist because there's a chance we might be able to do some matchmaking and help you find an answer to your question. And it's just really good fun. It's lovely to see some positive fun chats happening on Twitter and hopefully some connections being made because that is actually the whole point of this particular challenge. So listeners out there, I am really looking forward to sharing another interview with you next week. It's going to be good fun. Uh, like I said, we've got some experiments coming up. I know we've got some really good chats coming up that you're going to quite enjoy. Uh, if you do have requests, if you've got ideas, all that sort of stuff, feel free to hit me up on social media. I'm not some sort of scary boogie monster person. I'm just a normal person who has a microphone and access to the internet. So feel free to hit me up. Oh, I've got a, I don't know if I want to tell you. No, I will. I will because you've stuck it out for like 15 minutes or so. But I am working on a blog. It's very meta because it's a blog about the podcast. And then obviously at some point you have to write a podcast about the blog. No, no, we'll stop there. But there's going to be a bit of behind the scenes content so that you can, you know, if you're curious about how things work and how one person does this, uh, which seems to be a recurring question and quite a legitimate question. Uh, keep an eye out for that. I'm also going to really try hard to work on upping that mailing list, especially with like just the, the constant uncertainty that social media is and just the mix and match. And you never know what the algorithm is going to decide today. So We'll be working on the mailing list, so if you're not already a subscriber, head on over to avidresearch.com.au and type in your email address, hit subscribe. No, I won't send you spam. It's entirely possible I just won't email you anywhere near as much as you'd actually like me to. So, yeah, your details are safe with me. Other than that, I would just like to thank you all so much for being listeners because you're cable fell off because you are also awesome and you know if you hear an episode that you like please share it with someone because sharing is caring and you know let's be honest some of these guests have some really really awesome pieces of wisdom and advice and I just love more people to hear it thank you so much for tuning into this little ramble it's been absolutely lovely just having a one-on-one -on -one chat with you again and we will be back to our regular schedule soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, please pass it on to someone else who you think might enjoy it as well. And if you want to support Avid Resets this year, that would be amazing. You can buy us a coffee, head to avidresearch.com.au and there'll be a link, buy me a coffee, and you can support us with a one-off little coffee payment. Thanks so much for listening, you're a legend.